comes Hurst, he's got some fiddler on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now, it's four. And Charlton. Heartbreak turns into sheer delight, orgasmic jubilation. Icago's ballistic disco, heavenly. If you doubted this wasn't destiny, believe it now. What's going to have to deal with that? Hasn't quite done so. Ibrahimovic, surely not. Oh! Now that is brilliant. Wow. That is truly exceptional. You've got somebody to talk about tonight. Chelsea come into the Premier League this year full of life and full of new signings. Champions Manchester City will no doubt have a tougher test. And how will Champions League affect Liverpool's Premier League ambitions? We've come a full circle on the Bookie Insiders podcast. I'm Dave O'Grady and delighted to be back. I'm joined, of course, by C-Mac and the mailman. C-Mac, happy to be back with the Premier League. It's going to be an even more competitive league this year. Liverpool back in the Champions League. There's a lot of stories to be put down on a page. Yeah, I mean, it's great to be back, Dave. And I mean, we say it every at the start of every season that it's going to be one of the closest and toughest seasons yet. But I mean, just looking at the top six teams in the league this season, I mean, I think it is going to be very, very close. I mean, there's going to be immense competition for top four. Man United look like they're back to, you know, playing good football, better than what they were playing last season anyway. Van Gaal will be the man to get them top four. Then you've got Chelsea. Chelsea look like they're ready to go and win the league this season. Man City were very poor last weekend against Arsenal, so they're going to have to kind of find themselves again between now and, and this Sunday when they open up their campaign. Then you've got Liverpool. Okay, they've lost Suarez, their best player, the best player in the league last season and arguably one of the best players in Europe. Um, but they, what they've done is they've gone out and they've built a squad, um, a squad of, ro- of players that Rodgers fancied and young players as well. So maybe it's a squad for the future, but they certainly look capable of winning games at the present. And then, of course, Arsenal. Arsenal have gone from strength to strength. Sanchez, one of the standout players at the World Cup and, again, a standout player in the world itself. And they've added Debussy to their back. Um, so, I mean, you've got so many teams there, Dave, that are all fighting for four positions. So, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting season. For me, though, I think Chelsea are the standout team. Yeah. Mourinho has, has worked his magic there and got some great players in. It's gone. So, I think, um, I think it's Chelsea's to lose and then the rest... The rest is going to be very, very interesting. It's going to be exciting indeed. And as you said, Arsenal, maybe that monkey off their back last season when they finally won a cup will certainly stand to them and it'll be plain sailing. Mailman, is it difficult from a predictions point of view to get the predictions right early on in the Premier League? I know a lot of years we do require teams to kind of settle down before we know which way games are going to go. It's almost like the start of a Formula One race where you don't know where people are going to start. It, it, it can be difficult. Exactly, and um, you know we all seen some some shock uh, results on the first day of the season over the last few years. I don't think uh, this year will be any different, and we'll, we'll probably see one or two shocks like we did last year when uh, Villa beat um, Arsenal at home. But um, I, I think this is going to be a very entertaining season. As C Mac was saying, we've got five teams 
in, in real contention for, uh, for the title. So, uh, I mean, everybody was saying last year was one of the best seasons ever. Hopefully this year lives up to the expectations. Yeah, Villa beating Arsenal at home on the first day of last season. Probably the best it got for Villa, it's fair to say. But let's kick things off, lads. And the first game, mailman of the Premier League, is of course Man United taking on Swansea. Now, Man United last year in turmoil. It was crazy. The manager got sacked, although they had put so much faith in him. And it was just, a lot of people said it was out of his depth, Perelman. Moyes there but they're now here with a new lease of life Van Hal is running the show Van Persie isn't around for the first game but still and all United Swansea United at home United have to be clear favourites for this one yeah I don't think um, I don't think anybody's going to be worried about the absence of uh, of Van Persie everybody's expecting Man United to run out comfortable winners here and you can see that the bookies have priced them at 4-11 so there's no real value in that taking Man United to win this game what I'd be looking at would be uh, over two and a half goals. Just looking at the stats for, for last season, um, you can see that there was over two and a half goals in, in six of uh, United's last seven home games and, and over two and a half, five of Swansea's last six away games. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm expecting a comfortable victory for United, but at that price, I wouldn't back them. So I'd take over two and a half goals. I think that's best priced uh, at 31 to 40 with Beth Victor at the moment. That'll probably get a, a bit shorter. Swansea have um, have seen a lot of players uh, leave in the summer. They, they brought in a few fresh faces. Uh, Sigurdsson's back in. Uh, but they've, they've lost Ben Davis uh, to Spurs. Uh, Vorm uh, has left. Chico's left. Michu's left. So it's going to be... It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to take a few games for um, for these players to gel. I think uh, so, and I'm not giving Swansea much of a chance today or on Saturday. Okay, over two and a half goals, uh, an interesting one there from the mailman. C-Mac, Everton, one of the teams of last season. It's probably fair to say they're away to new boys Leicester, and it's kind of difficult to see how Leicester are going to do. You know, we've seen the likes of Nugent and all, but he's not really a, a continuous goal scorer. Everton have made a lot of changes in their squad squad he's brought in a couple of quality players the likes of Besic and that people are predicting another big season for Everton but starting away to Leicester it's not an easy task yeah absolutely I mean we've seen what Leicester were capable of last season in the, cha- in the championship they you know they ran away as winners and I'm pretty sure they got over the 100 point mark I'm, I'm not 100% on that but they had a great season last season and even from watching some of their games in last season's championship I mean you could see they had a a kind of a complete game about them they were well able to defend well able to move their ball around midfield and then of course well able to hit teams with goals so I mean it is a massive step for any team coming up from the championship you know to make that transition from championship football to Premier League football but I mean I think Leicester can manage to stay up this season I think they'll stick around um, they haven't made too many big signings of course as a small club it's very hard to make that transition and make massive signings coming into the Premier League unless of course you're QPR or someone like that but I mean for me I think Leicester may as I said I'm kind of contradicting myself I think they will do well this season I think they will stay up but for me I think this game Everton we've seen what Everton were capable of last year Everton finished fifth last year and they've already added some great players to their ranks I mean they managed to sign Lukaku permanently they've got Garrett Barry on a free from Man City on a permanently they've got Christian Atsu on loan from Chelsea They've got Besic and they've also signed Galloway from Milton Keynes. These are all good squad players and they're all players that will bring Everton further up to where they need to be. 
unfortunately for Everton, as we mentioned earlier, it's going to be very, very tough um, for them to finish in the top four. Yeah, Europa so, League action as well there, C-Mac. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, they're going to need a bigger squad than what they already have. And for me, I mean, it depends what way Martinez will approach the Europa League this season. Is he going to put out a, his best team every Thursday night? Or is he going to, you know, play some fringe players, squad players? It's hard to know. I mean, they do need more players. They need more, more of a squad, more, more depth if they are to uh, survive. Because they're going to have Capital One Cup, FA Cup, Premier League and Europa League as well. And we all know with the Europa League, we know too well, you could be travelling to any part of Europe. I mean, and on a Thursday night as well, it doesn't give you too much recovery time for games on a Saturday or even early games on a Sunday. So, I mean, it's going to be a great test for them. And um, I, I look forward to, to watching Everton's season. For the first game of the season, though, I do think I do think they will get the win over over uh, Leicester. I mean, the best price, 13 to 9 is best price, but uh, you can get them generally at 11 to 8, 7 to 5 um, to beat Leicester, which away from home will be tough, but I think they can open up their campaign with a good start here. For this one, um, I, I can see Leicester really sitting deep and trying to you know play a very conservative game. Uh, I'm looking at uh, under two and a half goals at, uh, at 10 to 11 in this game. And just to get back to what Simak uh, was saying there about uh, the Europa League with uh, Everton, I'd be of the opinion that it might be easier for them to to, to go on and, and win that competition. And we all know the incentive now, if you win the Europa League, that you get into the Champions League. So I think we might see them uh, taking it serious this year. Yeah, it'd be great to see them taking it seriously indeed. Under 2.5 goals, 10 to 11 there. Mailman predicting a cagey performance by Leicester. And Mailman, another game which looks as though, from an odds point of view, that the bookies don't really know which way it's going to go, is QPR taking on Hull. Harry is back. He's brought in a few players. He's strengthened it up. We see Rio Ferdinand's in there. As far as I know, they got much from Cardiff in there. So Harry is... Uh, lessons learned maybe for Harry and he's in with the opinion that he wants to certainly stay in this league this time yeah um, I, I don't rate uh, Harry Redknapp uh, or QPR this season to do, to, to do much but uh, like you said this one's a hard one to call you got QPR 6-4 to four and hold that 11-5 QPR have a lot of players coming back uh, off loan um, you know such as uh, you know Park Chi Sung Cesar the goalkeepers at Toronto and, and Remy um, so there's going to be a much different team the, that got promoted, a stronger team. But still, I, I, I prefer Hull in this one. And you can you can take Hull uh, plus one goal, meaning we just need them to win by any score or draw at four to seven. Um, the loss of Shane Long, um, has, has that actually been, that, that's been completed now, it, has it? it it's, it's just about to be completed, I think, a, a medical in the next day or two. Yeah, um, I mean, they brought in, Hull brought in Snodgrass uh, and Tom Ince and Livermore. Um if, if if Tom Ince can live up to his uh, his expectation, um, we could see we could see Hull having a good season this year. Yeah, I'd have to agree with um, Mailman there. I think if someone was to put a gun to my head and say pick one, I'd have to go with Hull or else you know Hull draw no bet. Um, but for me, this this game is kind of a, a, a no bet for me. Um, it's two teams. We we know what they're like on paper. But, I mean, they're two teams which can easily overperform or underperform on the day. I mean, I think we've seen Hull run out. Was it 5-1 winners in one, at one home game last season? Yeah. And then go on to lose their next game 2 or 3-0 against a mediocre side. But, I mean, they're very, you know, the teams are constantly playing below what they should be playing. I mean, QPR have got some great players in their ranks. Some good young players as well. But they, they just lack consistency. 
And as well as that, I'd have to agree with Mailman. I, I don't rate Harry Redknapp as a manager. I mean, he's just, he's all talk and, and not much action. Like So for me, it will be Hull plus one as well. I think it, it could be the bet of this. Okay, uh, struggling to get a bet on that one. And I remember last year... C-Mac, when I mentioned this fixture, you both threw your eyes up to heaven at this one. Stoke taking on Aston Villa. It's one of those games where you don't know what type of teams are going to come out. A KG, it may be nil all written all over it, but nevertheless, uh, if I'm to give you a crack at predicting this one, how do you see it going? Yeah, for me, I mean, last season we would have turned our eyes up to heaven at this, but now when we compare this fixture to... Uh, as we say, all the lower fixtures in this week and Premier League, such as the QPRs and Hulls, I think this is actually going to be one of the better fixtures. Stoke have added a couple of great players to their ranks, and I'm actually really, really liking Stoke playing at the minute. I've watched a couple of their preseason games, and they've been very impressive. Um, Aston Villa, on the other hand, I mean, the best signing for them has been adding Roy Keane to their ranks. Um, hopefully, he might, you know, employ some of those scare tactics to a few players, waking them up and maybe get them playing to their actual potential. Um, but for me, Stoke at home, I think this has got a Stoke win all over. 10 to 11 on Stoke is an absolutely belter of a price. Um, they've added a couple of great players to their ranks, including Steve Sidwell. Who we know Steve Sidwell has been one of those players. Who's, he's always been a good player. I mean, he came up through the ranks at Arsenal, and since then he's kind of gone around to different teams. But every team he's been at, he's played consistently well. Last season at Fulham, he was one of their standout players even though they went away and got relegated. But I think Steve Sidwell going to Stoke is, is actually a great move by the club. And as well as that, they managed to sign Bojan. Yeah, did you ever think you'd see him at Stoke? No, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think many people seen, thought we'd ever see him at Stoke. I mean, there was a time where he could have been a United player, or, you know, played with one of the top clubs in, in Europe. But um, yeah, so they've added Bojan. He's got a couple of goals in pre-season. And I think he'll be one to watch this season as well. So, I mean, for me, Stoke looked to stand out here. And at 10 to 11, I'd be backing them to win that. Also, Dave, just while we're on it, Stoke are 13 to 8 to finish in the top 10 this season in the league. And that's another bet I'd be taking on as, as a bit of an outright bet before the season starts. Yeah, indeed. A lot of people seem to be getting on that. 13 to 8 for Stoke to finish in the top 10. And if you believe they can beat Aston Villa this week um, you get a good price as well as uh, as C-Mac was saying you can get 11 to 10 Mailman the Baggies kick off their Premier League campaign at home to Sunderland Sunderland of course a team that really came good at the end of last season they were really written off I think by a lot of people uh, towards the end where they had a, an uphill struggle but they, they certainly did it players came out left right and centre and were playing the games of their lives of course uh, Barini now with Sunderland which is a boost and uh, you know Wickham again another player that you know can maybe take that extra step but how do you see this one going the Baggies ah, again frustration last season for them yeah, this this one isn't gonna be uh isn't gonna be one that I'm gonna be recommending any dead certs on. Um, it's it's kind of an unpredictable one. Generally, when when I have two teams playing each other like this, West Brom Sunderland, I like to uh, to back on their on it not being a very exciting game and not very many goals. Just looking at the markets, the the bookies don't really know which way to go. Um, you can get under two and a half goals uh, at three to four with Bet Victor, which is uh, which is decent enough. It, to to call this one would be very difficult. West Brom, uh, maybe they'll struggle a little bit more this season than Sunderland, but um, 
picking a winner from these two is, is, is a difficult one. So I'd go with under two and a half goals at three to four best price with Bet Victor. Okay, three to four under two point five goals with Bet Victor. CMAC, the Hammers at home to Spurs, a good London derby to kick us off in this Premier League. We're looking for fireworks. Are you giving West Ham any chance here? I know Spurs have had pr- a pretty good pre-season. Uh, they looked quite sharp, but then again, they were quite disappointing. Well, they didn't live up to their potential last season there, but no doubt a Spurs win here. Yeah, I mean, for me, Spurs are going to have that. Uh, we all criticised Spurs last season for not being not playing as a unit, signing too many individuals, and then trying to make it all happen and make it all fit, and that ultimately led to the demise of their season. I mean, they signed a player like Lamella there last season who was an absolute belter of a player at Roma but never got a look in last season for some reason there was talks of things going on in the background we're not really sure what was going on but um, this season Spurs under Potocino should be a much much more efficient and much more bound side they should I feel they're going to play like a real team this season all the players they managed to sign last year should all be well used to playing with each other by now and we're going to see a much different Spurs side. We've already seen it in pre-season. I mean, you know, some of the players have had, the likes of Christian Eriksen there, he's a, he's a talented player. And, you know, when they've got loads of all those little parts working together within the team, I think they'll do really well. Where they're going to lack for me, I mean, I still think they need a striker. I mean, you can't rely on Adebayor and Soldado to get you 20 goals as an individual. I mean, Soldado for me is just not a good player at all. And I mean, so if they were to sign a good striker between now and the end of the transfer window, I mean, it would work absolute wonders for them. As well as that, I mean, they've only added a few small players, Ben Davies, Michel Vorm. You know, I mean, they're not players that are going to go out and change games, but that's not what they really need, I guess, at the minute. So for me, I mean, if they could get in a striker, a good striker at that, I think they could really be challenging for top four. Um, as it is against West Ham at the weekend, London Derby, I mean, I do think they will win. West Ham, it's hard to know which way West Ham season is going to go. I mean, if they can get Andy Carroll fit, it could be a big boost for them. They're after signing Ener Valencia from, um, I'm not sure where he actually came from. but I think it was Pachua in Mexico. Ah, okay. Well, he did have a standout World Cup, but I mean, again, signing players off the back of a good World Cup is never a good idea. But um, the thing with Valencia, I'm not. I think he won't be fit for this weekend. He's lacking match fitness. But um, then again, you never know. He, West Ham could have him out there starting on on Sunday or Saturday evening. Sorry. But uh, for me, Tottenham do look the better team here, and I'll be back in Tottenham to win. I wouldn't be taking my only market on this one would be Tottenham to win eleven to ten best price. I think it's a it's a big price. But it's a, I, yeah, I, sorry, I, sorry, see, Mike. Yeah, I was just gonna tell you eleven to ten. Uh, the last time I seen that that market jumps out on me too. <coughs> yeah, po- no, I was just going to yeah. say I reckon the only reason I reckon they're eleven to ten is because of their season last, uh, how it went last last year. Absolutely, I mean, we could see a completely different Tottenham team this season, and eleven to ten on against the smaller teams may not be around for for much longer. Yeah, and uh, I completely agree. I think the I think bringing in Pochettino uh, from Southampton is going to be the kicker here. Um, I can see him playing the same kind of um, same kind of tactics he he employed in um, at Southampton, like a real high intensity, um, you know, pressing game. Yeah, yeah. And you know, having I mean, Lamela, Argentinian, he's Argentinian. Lamela's now settled in the country. I think when he when he first moved over, 
it took a while for like his family uh, and uh, and friends, you know, to join him in London. So I think we'll see a much different uh, Lamela this year, hopefully. Um, and I think I think him, Ericsson and Soldado are going to need to uh, they're going to need to perform this season if Tottenham are going to challenge for the top four. Uh, like C Max said, my tip for for this one would be uh, just Spurs to take the, ele- the three points at eleven to ten. Yeah, free money, <laughs> three points, eleven to ten. Well, we don't like to say that, but yeah, as you said, um, perhaps Spur Pochettino will be even able to employ his own philosophy even more this time with Spurs than he did when he was with Southampton, which in fact worked very well for the period of time that he was there. CMAC, the Saturday evening clash, early evening clash, sees Arsenal taking on Crystal Palace. An interesting one, this one, because certainly Arsene Wenger is not going to want to let what happened at the start of last season happen again. Arsenal are off to a flyer, winning the community's shield. They've added Sanchez and Debussy. They really mean business this year, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they got off to an absolute belter last weekend. I mean, not many people predicted that they would go out and beat Man City 3-0. Even for to keep Man City to, uh, to nil was, you know, it was a win in itself. I mean, Arsenal. Arsenal are one of them teams that people either love or they hate. I mean, it's hard to like Arsenal sometimes, and then other times it's hard to dislike Arsenal. But I think it's all down to Arsene Wenger as well. I mean, we all know the man's a genius. There's no disputing that. But I mean, sometimes he like his press conferences, things he that he does off behind the scenes. It can just annoy people. I mean, personally. My dislike for Arsenal all comes through Arsene Wenger. Now, don't get me wrong, I think he's a genius, but sometimes when they go out and lose, where they deservedly have lost to lower teams because they've been performing below par, he'll come out, he'll make excuses, he'll whinge, he'll moan. And for me, that's my dislike for Arsenal. But, I mean, this Arsenal team as a unit, they could easily win the league. I mean, it's going to be tough getting by Chelsea, but for me, I think they could really, really do well here. Um... As you mentioned, Sanchez and Debushi. Sanchez, lethal going forward. Debushi is going to strengthen him at the back. They've already got an immense defence with Mertesacker and Kinshelny in the heart of it. And also... Well, if Ramsey could have another good season for them as well, C-Mac. Um, of course, you know, when he, he stays fit, he seems to be a real force for them. Absolutely. I mean, he even got on the score sheet last weekend. I mean, he's a player that he would be in any Premier League midfield. You know, he passing the ball around the middle and making those runs forward he's just he's brilliant at it he's come on leaps and bounds and yeah his only problem is his injuries last season he missed I think he missed about 10 or 12 games through injury which you know no young player wants to be missing that many games he's a player that should be playing every game of the season but um, if he can stay fit he'll be a key player for them this weekend they're up against Crystal Palace Crystal Palace are well Tony Pulis is the manager so naturally enough they're going to be a very very defensive team the only thing for Palace is they can really turn it on when they want to defensively and really lock down any team. But away from home, they tend to lose their run of themselves a bit. At home, I would say this could be a tight one. It could be 1-0 to Arsenal, maybe, nil all. But away from home, I think they may just struggle a little bit as well as that first game of the season could overwhelm them. For Arsenal, essentially, it's more or less their second game of the season after last weekend's victory in the Community Shield. So for this weekend, what I'd be looking at is Arsenal... The score in both halves is 21 to 20 with Boyle Sports and also over two and a half goals at 8 to 11. I think 8 to 11 is best price on that as well. So they're just two of the bets I'd be looking at for this game day. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to to see if if Crystal Palace can can maintain what they did last year. You know, just being so uber defensive. I know it it, it didn't really work out for Stoke when um, you know when they tried it for years. So maybe this could be the year where where, where, where Palace struggle. You know, because their tactics are are, are so one dimensional as well. Not being one of the big clubs, they they can't afford to really improve their team very much. Whereas Arsenal have massively improved their team, bringing in. Sanchez, Chambers, Debushi, Ospina. I think Palace have only brought in uh, Fraser Campbell. So um, I, I'd be looking at uh, Arsenal to win to nil. I don't see where the goals are going to come from for for Palace in, in this away away tie. And I think that's as big as about evens. Um, yeah, you can get out of evens with uh, with Betway. Arsenal to win to nil. So that's that's one of the bets I like in that one. Incredible stuff. Arsenal to win to nil from the mailman. And Arsenal to score in both halves from C-Mac. Liverpool taking on Southampton, C-Mac. The Liverpool back in the Champions League. Exciting times ahead. They had a fantastic pre-season win over Borussia Dortmund. This is a game really Liverpool can't lose. They, they really need to hit the ground running. They've made a couple of good signings. The likes of Moreno and that coming in. Um, a few Southampton players as well has uh, made the move. It'll be interesting to see what kind of atmosphere this is going to generate considering um, the likes of Lovren and you might see Ricky Lambert in there. Uh, this is something that I don't think, considering Southampton are going through this transitional period, what everybody says, this is this should only be go one way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if Liverpool, I, I don't think there's any chance of Liverpool losing this game at the weekend, to be honest. And I mean, that's been, you know, that's been very honest and very neutral about the game. I mean, Liverpool, they just have the better team. They have a better squad. And as well as that, they've pretty much gutted Southampton this summer. I mean, they've taken Lalana, Lambert, um, Lovren, you know, just to name a few. But, I mean, Southampton have turned into a bit of a selling club this summer. They've even lost their coach, Pochettino, new coach in there. They've had to make some new signings. I think they're getting Shane Long. They've signed Pele from the Eredivisie. But, I mean, I'm just not quite sure what way their season's going to go. I hear a lot of people talking about having a few quid on Southampton to be relegated. For me, I think that's a bit extreme. I do think they'll be in the bottom half of the table this season, but it really, it really will. We'll see after the first five games or so which way their season's going to go. I mean, if it starts off very poorly, we could see another new coach in there before Christmas. Um, but for me, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool has strengthened their squad this season. They've made many, many signings, but I mean, their signings, which I mean, a lot of people are starting to compare them to Spurs of last year. But for me, I just think with Brendan Rodgers there. He'd be able to control all these players. He'd be able to, you know, embed them all within the squad and give everyone a role. And once everyone has a role and the team is playing well and everyone's getting on well, there's no reason this Liverpool team can't go far. I think they will be close enough to top four this season. Obviously, it's going to be a lot harder. But for me, this weekend against Southampton, Liverpool should take all three points. What I'd be looking at here, Dave, is I'd be taking Liverpool minus one at even money with Skybet. And also Daniel Sturridge to score any time at twenty one to twenty. He's gonna be the main man for Liverpool this season without um without Suarez there. So I think Sturridge should get his campaign off to a flyer this weekend. Yeah, I think there's there's no question uh Liverpool are are gonna take the three points, I think, uh away to Southampton's but um 
there's no value really backing them at one to three. And with this Southampton team, team we don't really know what to expect. I mean, usually with, with teams that uh, I've seen what Southampton have seen, it takes a while for the for the teams to gel. They brought in uh, Graziano Pelle from Feyenoord, who was uh, he was like WhoScored.com's uh, top-rated uh, player in that league last year, and Dusan Tadic uh, from the same league. He was the this ranked the, the second best player in the air division last year. So I don't really know what to expect from this Southampton team, but um, I'm going to have a small punt on uh, on Graziano Pelle anytime goal scorer at nine to two. Uh, obviously, check the team sheets uh, closer to the kickoff to see if he's if he's actually going to start. And uh, Dusan Tadic, he's he's five to one to to grab a goal. Okay, that's an interesting one. Uh, Pelé to score any time at nine to two, and people will remember the Saints actually beat Liverpool in in Anfield last season. But if you want to go by CMAX bets, it Liverpool minus one at evens. Southampton, the selling club in a period of transition. Mailman, let's talk about the champions, Manchester City. They're away to Newcastle. They're going up north. Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> the one, I asked the question last year to Newcastle fans what did they want to see and the majority of fans said they wanted Pardew gone the board gone and a whole new squad I don't think they've quite got that at all uh, this should really be a Man City win it should, yeah. Um, Newcastle, Newcastle are actually aiming for a for a top four finish <laughs> this year. It's what uh, Pardew came out and said the other day. A little bit uh, ambitious, if you ask me. But they they have made some um, some good signings this year. That that should mean a lot more goals for the for the club. They brought in uh, Ferreira from uh, from Shakhtar Donetsk on on loan. He's a very very exciting young Argentinian player who's been banging in goals um, in the Ukrainian league. They brought in uh, CMD Young from from Ajax, I believe. Uh, Riviera from Monaco. Uh, Daryl Janmat, who we all remember from the World Cup uh, for Holland. So just they, they seem to have strengthened the club a lot. I'm expecting a lot more goals from Newcastle this season, uh, mainly because of those signings. So uh, although there's no value in Man City to win this game away from home, I think it's four to six. Um, I'd take Man City to win and both teams to score at 9-4 to four, and that's best price with Carl and then if you wanted an even safer option I'd take over 2.5 goals at 8-11 to 11. Um, as well there's I, I, I don't know don't ask me which book he's quoting the price but i seen this the other day that uh, one of the bookies is off from 500-1 to one on Alan Pardew to, um, to assault another manager so if you want to have a punt <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh dear oh dear well, who knows I'm sure there's a lot of people actually having punts on that in fairness if you know what Pardew can be like when he loses his head it's kind of crazy uh, Man City and both teams to score at 9-4 to four, a good price there and over 2.5 five goals at 8-11 to 11. it's kind of unpredictable what way a match can go up there in St. James's Park but there could be goals which we've seen a lot in the past CMAC one of the new clubs promoted is Burnley and they're taking on Jose Mourinho's Chelsea quite an unpredictable match in terms of the squad that Chelsea are going to start with they have all the big boys there Mourinho has a juggling act that he has to control because of the new players who plays who doesn't play but either way, I think Burnley are going to get a baptism of fire in this one. Yeah, it's going to be an absolutely massive season and a massive test for Sean Dyche and his Burnley team. I mean, what can we expect from Burnley this season? They've got some, they've got some decent young players, the likes of Danny Ings, Sam Vokes. But 
coming up against a team like Chelsea is a much much different task. Chelsea are arguably one of the top five, top te- top six, top seven teams in Europe. So I mean, for Burnley to come out and put up any kind of resilience or any kind of game to Chelsea here would be very tough. I mean, they came up this season, but that transition from Championship to Premier League is huge. The Championship, most seasons, any three teams can come up. You know, there's always going to be one clear fair and then the rest, you know, it's the pick of a bunch with the rest. And for Burnley to come up and make a name for themselves is going to be very tough, especially when they're a team with very little money behind them. So they can't make any big signings. Um, where, where do I start? Chelsea are, Chelsea are favourites for the title, Dave. So, I mean, for them to come out and draw or lose this game would be very, very, you know, it would be a shock to a lot of football fans in general. I think Chelsea will put out their strongest squad here. And as well as that, you're going to see a complete performance from Mourinho. Mourinho talked a lot last season about his squad not being ready. He put a lot of emphasis on Chelsea that they wouldn't win the league, even when they were top. So he was saying the squad isn't ready yet. We're not ready to win it. But he's come out this season. He's come out as early as this week saying they're ready. He has the squad in place that, in his words, he reckons they could dominate the league for the next decade. And that's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, this Chelsea squad is ready to go. As we know, Diego Costa, Felipe Luiz, Fabregas, Drogba's back. I mean, they've got the players capable of doing it. Um, so, for me in this one, I'm going to go Chelsea minus one at 11 to 10 with Skybet. And also, both teams to score no at 8 to 11. So, that's just one team to score or neither team to score. But we're hoping it'll be a Chelsea win here with a clean sheet. Yeah, I mean, uh, C-Mac, you probably know a lot more about Burnley. You would have watched them uh, a lot a lot more last season. Um, look, for me, just looking at uh, Chelsea, even pre-season, seeing how well the team has gelled with, with Costa uh, and Fabregas especially, performing very well. I think it's going to be one-way traffic uh, in the, in this one. Um, I, I imagine Burnley are going to be uber-defensive, um, which is why I'd probably lean a little bit towards uh, under two-and-a-half goals. Um, which is about even money with uh, with most bookmakers. That 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 could go a little bit higher, um, closer to kickoff. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a Chelsea victory. It's uh, it's it's just a question of of how many. Uh, correct score prediction. I'd go two nil in this one. Yeah, and if you if you go for that, you'd get a, a, a nice price indeed. Uh, as C Max says. Chelsea minus one at 11 to 10. Uh, both teams to score no at 8 to 11. And the mailman comes in there with a nice little one under 2.5 goals in this at evens. A terrific uh, price there. Well, I'm afraid we're out of time here on the Bookie Insiders podcast. Don't forget, you can get the best day-to-day tips by logging on to bookieinsiders.org. Some serious profits to be made by becoming a VIP member. And don't forget to follow at Bookie Insiders on Twitter. For myself, Dave O'Grady and the lads have a very profit weekend.